Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. My name is Sam Warburton, and in my opinion, the greatest injustices in modern-day sport are that David Flatman was never picked for the Lions. I can't, I can't say this, boys. Read it, Sam. Read it, okay? And that Thomas George Llewellyn Shanklin wasn't Wales captain instead of me. Not so hard, was it? Carry on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Flats and Shanks. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the third series of our little podcast i'm david flatman i'm tom shanklin we are flats and shanks and we are back we are back and we are bad literally bad as in not bad as in good bad as in not that good how you doing tommy i'm good mate how are you i'm all right fella i'm all right looking forward to this series bigger better bigger is it huge mate bolder we've already lined up one cracking guest who? Sam Warburton, OBE. OBE. Can't forget that. I forgot it off air, didn't I? He actually walked in and introduced himself as Sam Warburton, OBE, didn't he? He let me know I forgot it as well. Yeah, of course he did. Um, and it, we've got a, a lovely chat with him. Um, we, it's actually such a good chat that we didn't want to cut it short, so we've created a bonus podcast, um, mm. which you can see, which will be available to download. Um, I don't know what i call it yet. Maybe I'll just call it the, War, the Warburton. Bone... Bonus, bone, but but call it bone us. So it's got a bit of a sexual uh, innuendo yeah, playing words. Yes. That's what we should do. That's yeah. what we should do. Yeah, I People will love that, boy. I mean, what we didn't ask him, and we can say that now because we've recorded it already, is that surely there is a bread manufacturer waiting mm. to sign him up. Mighty White. Hovis. Is Mighty White still going? Tough grains for soft kids. Oh, so I was in... Soft um, grains for tough kids. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about what we've been up to in a sec, but I was in Devon over the summer and there was this huge I know you were, coming to visit you. This huge yacht, that's right, in Sulcombe Bay, Sulcombe Estuary, and 
it was absolutely mega. And one of the lads I was with Googled it and it belonged to the Warburton family, not Sam, okay. the bread. And you can rent it. You can rent it yourself. It's only 70 grand a week. So... Is that all? I even reckon Ronaldo I'll take might... a month. I think Ronaldo might not rent something for 70 grand a week. Oh, he would. Would he? He'd probably... He'd actually... He just he probably one. spends that on... Hair gel. Household, on insur- sh- household insurance, <laughs> I was going to say. Shockwave's wet look. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it. I look at Ronaldo the other day and I was like... He... I mean, he's completely wonderful and he's a hero, a legend and all that. But he is the most ridiculous looking human being. I know he's got a good rig, but the hair, the get up, the eyebrows, it's like, mate, and comparing to Messi, Messi's a little scruff bag genius. I prefer Messi. Ronaldo can never, ever get away with dressing as a woman either. The Adam's apple is just... Prominent. It's it's huge. Mm. Um, I used to use that red Dax wax. Do you remember that stuff? It's like engine Well, grease. I saw other people using it, yeah. And I reckon that's probably one of the reasons why I don't have much hair on top now. Because mm. of that. Acidic. Horrible yeah. gear. I mean, who would you reckon would look the worst if both of us got stuck on a desert island for a year? How <laughs> we didn't have any razors. Oh. I... <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you would look worse. I actually do. Because we'd both have loads of hair and look terrible, but yours would be bright orange. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be bright orange. It would. Look at my kids. That's all I'm saying. You'd be like Mick Hucknall with a beard. (laughs) (laughs) Mick Hucknall um, is just Phil Mitchell with hair. Oh, did you see that the other day? Yeah. Sorry, I tweeted it. Oh, did you? They are the same. They're incredibly similar. Never seen them in the same room at the same time. Um, how How have you been, buddy? I mean... I know you were in Newcastle last night presenting for Channel oh, 5. And I, I know you've got a bit of a, a dicky tummy, but right mate, you've got my respect today. You've made the trip down to Cardiff. We're in Cardiff Arms Park mm. in Box 28 recording the podcast. And mm. you've been violently, aggressively thrown up. I don't want to give people too much detail, but when I get home... You brush your teeth? In an hour or two, and I brush my teeth, I have got a job to do. And that is clearing out. I mean, I've I've never produced as much vomit as I produced at three o'clock this morning. I and don't know, bath, mate. I've, I've seen you on TV a lot. It's yeah, <laughs> produced vomitous, yeah, vomitous chat. But it there was so much of it that it's overwhelmed my plumbing system at home, which is a decent plumbing system, and it's at the top of the house, so gravity's strong. And I'm going to have to go and dig it all out because the bath, I sent the kids, were like, can we go and have a look? I was like, go for it. They were like, oh my gosh. They're not allowed to say God. Oh my gosh. They couldn't believe it. It was Look how much carrot daddy's eaten. It was, I mean, it was amazing. How's your break been though? How's your summer off? Um, It's all over now, isn't it? I mean, every time I email you, I get an automatic reply saying everyone needs a holiday. It's been on for about six weeks. No, no, I only put that on to annoy Michelle. Okay. She's like, oh, smug. Those smug idiots that, smug people that put out of offices on. It's like, everyone's on holiday. Everyone looks at emails. Just don't have, just say I'm on annual leave. You don't need to say anything else. So mine was something like, we all need a holiday. I'm back in, the, this is in July. I'm back at the end of August. See you later. Still replying to some emails, but oh, just, just to annoy her. And how was Sulcombe? Good. Um, so, yeah, very lucky, really. So, bought, uh, I call it the um, Sulcombe Beach House bought it a few years ago it's actually in kingsbridge and it's actually an ex-council house that's quite um small and not very flash at all but it's sulcombe peach house sounds better 
but love it. Yes, I got. I went down, I took my girls are off school, and I took my girls down there the last week of July and stayed there until last Thursday, the end Thanks of August. Thanks for the invite down. So you came down, didn't you? Yeah, popped down, drove down. Yeah, well, we had to record hours. something, didn't we? For yeah, we had to record pod. a little advert for the pod. So yeah, so we recorded that, but it was like, let's kill seven birds with three stones, and you bring your girls down for a couple of days. They loved it. Took them out on the speedboat. Yeah. Rib, actually. But yeah. Rib. I, we, they call it a speedboat. Yeah, it's fast, though, isn't it? They had a sleepover. It, we went fast with you on it, didn't we? Yes, we did. So we ended up doing, for anyone that knows their boats, it was me, Shanko, and four our four little girls doing 50 knots <laughs> on the old... Uh, Ribeye. What would that be in miles per hour? More than 50, but that's very quick. Yeah. We do it very quick. But it's smooth, isn't it? It's easy. Yeah, and they were fine on the ring at the back being yeah. towed. Yeah. <laughs> 50 knots taken off. They went on the donut, didn't they? But yeah. But lovely little hidden spot there. I've never yeah. been a Sulcum and yeah. God, can I say this? I fell in love with it. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you been up to? But there's, there's a good place to buy at the moment, as long as you've got 7 million quid. Um, well, the, the summer was. Very luxurious, so it's effectively five weeks in Devon, which is really amazing. And I know you and I just happen to work in a world that goes kind of with the rugby season, not completely. But what often happens is because people can't get access to the talent, like players and stuff, they want to film stuff over the summer. So often your summer gets chocker as well, but mine didn't really. So I did a I did a Landro video with Zara Phillips. Uh, I went to I did a couple of days at Twickenham with. I did a day with Triumph with David Strettle. Yes. Channel 5 up at Sarries, which is really cool. How's your biking going? You've been... Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Is um, it a sense of freedom you don't get with... Uh, no, it's not a sense of freedom. I, I think you've got more freedom in a car. More freedom in a Range Rover, to be honest, mate. Because you're on your phone, you've got music, you're sitting back like you're in an armchair. That's easy. And you can still drive wherever you want. But I just like... Yeah, but you just pull off the road and go through a field. Yeah. Crow flies. But I love, I love being on the bike and I'm not a speed demon I don't go around corners very quickly I get overtaken quite a lot I think I hold people up a little bit but that's how I prefer riding and I don't do it a huge amount when it's dry and sunny and I'm not in a rush I absolutely love it it turns out lo- you get a bike and you post a picture on whatever it turns out loads of people you know have got bikes and have always been into it and yeah. stretch when I stretch that bike since he was a kid so we had this nice day I did a day with Channel 5 with young Jashawn did you see that the yes. where I was asking questions Brilliant. to the players in his ear and it was great. so good yeah, lovely kids. Just trying to make the boys feel as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah. Just quickly on the motorbikes, I remember having a chat with um, Prince William, which was his title at the time. I'll pick that no, up. No, his his bodyguard. Yeah. And he was saying that he just likes to go on his bike. He just shoots up. Um, they do like three, four hour rides. Yeah. Covered in leathers. They don't know who it is. Do no, they? no he, lo- he loves it. So yeah. and is that why you do it? So you don't get stopped for autographs. That's it. Because driving along the, you oh. know, driving down the M5 in the in the range. What do you think of the Gallagher Premiership? Flats. Who's going to win it? Yeah. What do you reckon about after this season? Then that's what. Yeah. That's the one I get most. Of. I get the one you get most of all is you miss it. Second most of all is what do you reckon about after this season? Then so I don't know, mate. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, don't are you know. full leathers or are you? Um, you got T bird jacket. The, the, I saw. the rule. The rule is all the gear all the time, and I don't wear leathers. I've got a leather jacket. Which weighs a ton, but it's actually it actually looks quite nice. It's not it's like a worn out old looking thing, although it's new. That's really nice, and I actually really like that. It's comfortable. Um, I've got a waterproof jacket now, and I wear armored jeans. Have you started wearing your leather jacket with a, a white t shirt, black jeans? Sue me, uh, naughty. Sue me. Did that last Thursday. Gavin Henson, and you coming out? Yeah, it? but no, I, I don't wear it casually because it is. I think the jacket weighs almost as much as the bike. 
But we haven't hit winter yet, mate. So winter's um, coming. Oh yeah. When is Game of Thrones season eight? Soon, but not yet. But not yet. <laughs> Gladiator. But then, yes, I I do love it, and um, you know, know really you really lucky to have you know friends at Triumph, or whatever. So you. Yep. Born under bikes. a star. I've always said that about you. Sorry. Born under a star. I've always no, said that. No, about you. You, you do stuff in return, but then yeah, they've got they've got some mega fast bikes, and I love their mega fast bikes. I just don't want them. Yeah. So I've said I'm not that keen on those ones. I love looking at them. Other people riding them, but I'll take the big slow ones. Thanks and cruise along. No desire to take anyone on the back of it because I've got a single seater. Um, who was the funniest you interviewed with your new flats and small mate? Yeah. I um, hope that doesn't catch on. Yeah, I hope, and I hope Warburton doesn't do a podcast. Yeah, we do. We're all screwed, aren't we? Then I will go ape. Yeah, <laughs> when you lose it, oh, people's arms get pulled off. Get um, out. So, uh, funniest Ben Tio was really good. Um, I mean, Farrell was really funny because he just did not want to be there. Not in, he wasn't horrible. No, but we were like the first question instead. I was was kind of hoping Jamie George would turn up instead, and he was like, "Me too." He's like, yeah, you know, this, that. Nope. Yeah. Who's going to fight out of you and your dad? My dad. How you know, how, how long do you reckon before you could beat your dad in a fight? Oh, a little while yet. When he's older. That's it. <laughs> it's like it. And I, I love that in a way. Yeah. It's just no media training, no bull. It's great. I like but that, that. that. But that strikes me as like his persona as well. Yeah. What you know? one? The only one that, not not in a, but the only one that surprised me that they sent was Faletau. Toby Faletau. Because... <clears throat> He's a he's a, a legend, and he's a big name. But he hates doesn't hate the media. I'm sure he hates talking on cameras and on mic. He really doesn't like it, and everyone knows that. They sent him anyway, and I he's such a lovely man. I was sitting there in this guy's in this kid's ear, just feeling like actually sorry for Fallatown. Just like let him go, let him go home because it's not his game. He's not here for that. You know, just let him fly. Let him fly. Just let him go home. Send someone else that can. You know that likes talking and talk comfortably on camera. Felt a bit sorry for him, but otherwise didn't no pity at all, and we fired into him. Yeah, it was good. It was nice actually. Nice, you know, the night was a nice hit out. Nice hit out, Tommy. But that was it for the summer really. So then um, Burley Horse Trials Friday night, back down to Twickenham with Badger Ale Saturday morning, back up to Burley, Landover and Paul Roger Saturday, up to Newcastle Sunday, on the train from Peterborough, flew back to Bristol last night, started feeling ill at the airport, had a a bit of a man incident at Bristol Airport after I landed, not knowing if I was going to get through the flight. Um, got in a taxi at midnight from Bristol Airport, got home and had a reasonably uncomfortable night. But I feel okay now, so here we are. You look all right, considering... Yeah. That's dropping off me, isn't it? You've been through hell. It's amazing how you can feel so ill and eight hours later feel absolutely fine. I'm not... I, I'll be honest with you, I have that effect on a lot of people. <laughs> What, you people, make them feel sick or better? I just, I'm like a tractor beam around people. They want to be near me. They feed off me. But. <laughs> so how was your summer? All right, boy. Was the best bit coming down to see me? Uh, be honest. Really enjoyed that. I don't think my kids have been on a, a speedboat slash rib before, so they really enjoyed it. Yeah. They love going fast on that. They just they love doing kids stuff on the beach. Mm. We obviously got two daughters, which are the same age as well. So... Um, We've still got to get them FaceTiming at night, haven't we? Yeah. The girls are keen for that. They like that. Um, lovely kids, lovely I, kids, by the way. Thanks. Well done, you. I, uh, I run a tight ship. Very, very nice kids. Yeah. I've watched a lot of um, documentaries. Super Nanny. 
on dictators. Um, <laughs> dog whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> you watch a lot of dog, lot of what dog the bounty hunter. Yeah, so you know what you do. Watch a lot of Noel Fitzgerald Supervet. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Uh, no, I've, uh, I don't know if we spoke since I hosted the end of season awards for the Cardiff Blues. That was in Land Rover. That was great fun. Good fun. Um, it was good, was it? Yeah. Welcome the champions of Europe. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Um, loads of positivity about that season. I'm yeah. obviously winning the the Challenge Cup. Um, I spoke recently in a club called Tyler's Town. And they created this massive banner, Lee Byrne and I did it. Oh, I saw that. Tom yeah, Shankling. With a G. Yeah, so they said, right, you boys. It was boys, an accident, that. It was an accident. It's a mistake, yeah. No, no, I think that's how I thought my name was spelled. Brilliant. Um, but then I thought maybe... You and who? Shano? No, Lee Byrne. Lee Byrne. Then I thought maybe yeah. Lee Byrne had created it because, you know, there's he has come out as being dyslexic. Yeah. But then I thought, well, Lee Byrne's brought a book out. How can he be dyslexic? But then I thought back again that, you know, we were out um, in a nightclub once in Ibiza and he did offer me an F <laughs> <laughs> by the way that's an entire joke oh yeah um, so spoke there that was really good apart from the fact that they they had a little montage for us and they had a bit of yeah. a they had a big screen and they had Evening with Lee Byrne and Tom Shanklin Tom Shanklin they had um, what's the song from Rocky By the Tiger By the Tiger but they didn't just have like 10, 15 seconds of it. They had four minutes of it. So we had to wait four minutes till the Eye of the Tiger finished. And our videos came up as kill. But it was it was really good fun there. Um, I played in this amazing golf tournament in Buckinghamshire Golf Club. Oh, the icons. Icons of rugby. Yeah. It was just, it was absolutely amazing. It was Northern v Southern Hemisphere. You had some huge stars there. Um, I just r- rattled off a few. George Gregan from obviously the Southern Hemisphere, John Smith. Victor Matfield, John Schmidt, Christian Cullen, Brian O'Driscoll, Brian o- uh, Stuart Hogg. Yeah, I'm doing Northern, uh, Southern first. Sorry, Zinzan, um, Sean Fitzpatrick was there. Um, Fury Dupree. It was just littered. Nice Blake Fury Dupree. Yeah, Habana was there. Bought his biltong for us, and then Northern we had like I say, Stuart Hogg, O'Driscoll, Sir Clive, Sir Gareth, Tins, Luke Fitzgerald. There was loads. Mm. It was such a, and it was like a Ryder Cup format. I know that probably means nothing to you, but it was, you sort of play with your partner and you try and beat, um, it's foursomes and you try and beat the partner. So yeah. myself and Stuart Hogg were teamed up for most of it. Hoggy, good fella. Oh, we bonded, mate, big time. Did you? Yeah. We're gonna get him on on here. Yeah, we'll, get him, we'll get him on here. We'll get him on here. Um, but just a great tourist. I think you know, like ready. an old school tour. You know, loves singing. Um, he had pre-season just around the corner, and he was. I saw a video of him singing. I think Jill Douglas showed me. Jill Douglas out there? No. Somebody must have shown her the video, but she showed me a video. But he knows, every, he knows there's a video of him singing. on social media singing Cal on Land. That must be That it, was yeah. at the Celebrity Cup with the Celtic Manor. But, you know, oh, if, you right. want, if you want a player on the back of the bus to sing songs, he knows Irish songs, Welsh songs, Scottish songs. Oh, he's that guy. Yeah, Swahili oh, songs. A lot. Um, so, played uh, against Jake White. Yeah, um, really good golfer. Nice fella as well, Jake. Yeah, White. Grant Fox as well. So it was just, it was honestly, mate, it was such a good. If you love golf, it was amazing, and we had a great social as well. Um, Did you get pissed a lot? Yeah, a little bit. I had yeah. a few drinks. Yeah, um, I was in charge of drinking games. Standard. I think I wanted to dance off as well. Anyone not drink? No, they all did. It's funny, isn't it? Because I mean, it wasn't. You know, there was some that were drinking more than others. You know, like Sir Gareth. 
and probably Sir Clive, you didn't see them as much sort of down in Asahi pints. of sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny, cause I, it's, it's a funny thing, because you, you do not, you, I maintain you Catty, do not. Keith Wood. You do not have to drink to have a good time, but it's funny how rugby, even now with, okay, you've got Catty and Keith Wood and Sir Gareth and those guys, they're kind of the old school now. But you've got Brian Habana was playing five minutes ago. And it's funny how even the new school super athletes, almost all of them still have a few beers when yeah. they go out. It's, they've well, not Keith forgotten had it. Keith drunk lager in, in something ridiculous, like seven years. Yeah. And we were playing a drinking game and he kept having to neck pints. Um, so to, hitting quite hard. So, yeah. So it was, it was good fun. But um, we set up a WhatsApp group so it makes for life basically oh your pen pals yeah that's nice that's um, so nice hoping to it? do another one then in Japan oh right um, next year for the World Cup oh so, nice um, nice really so nice it's just been a, a fairly quiet summer you know what I'm like family man got anything going on the next couple of days not much mate apart from birth of a child oh sorry what what tomorrow today's Monday it's Tuesday I don't know it's tomorrow um, it's a C-section once, right. Um, it's out the roof. I won't say who it was. You had one? No? Uh, w- I won't say who it was, but it was Mark Bakewell who coaches Leicester Tigers. He, uh, we had Chris Malone, <clears throat> I think it was his, he and his wife, I think it was her, Chris Malone, the fly half, Molly, great bloke. Uh, you know Mills Mully Aina? Chris Malone was Molly Malone. Yep. Mills Mully Aina meant that he became Molly Aina, then he became... Hyena, hyena, then he became hyena, then he became hyene. So he's the hyene. So hyene and his wife are standing there and Bakes hadn't, didn't have a beer in him. And he said, so when the baby comes, you're going to take it out the sunroof? He said, you've got to take it out the sunroof, mate, to his wife. Because the garage is a man's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, um, um. <laughs> Genius. Well, the first, I've, this is my third one. The first two were, were natural, but this is, this is out the roof. Out the so, roof. Yeah. Um, just, before I forget well done good luck uh, the icons of rugby right first night I stayed there obviously had a few beers when we arrived and woke up the next morning looked at my bed looked at the back of my bum cheeks and it was just brown everywhere brown in the bed I'll tweet the picture later just so you listeners now get an idea of what I woke up to and I panicked yeah. I really panicked like, oh my god you've done it again haven't you you've done it again you're it's a nightmare it's gone straight through me that has and what happened, though, and it took me a good sort of five, ten seconds to realize my heart must have been through the roof, was that my bed was turned in. Is that what they call it? Turned in and made turns bed in? Uh, it's obviously staying in a hotel, and she'd put a load of mint chocolates across the bed. And I've come in a little bit worse for it. Got unchanged, jumped into bed, fallen asleep, and somehow that chocolate has ended up under one of my cheeks and on the bed and the relief when I saw some foil wrapping. Oh, Tommy. Because no one ever wraps human poo in foil and we know that. I had to leave a note for their maid to say, look, if you don't believe me, sniff it. (laughs) (laughs) It's chocolate. (laughs) Don't leave any more on my bed. And to be fair, he or she didn't. Um, But yeah, uh, a nice relaxing summer because the fun now begins. Yeah, It's a boy. I'm having a boy tomorrow. I know that. You got a name yet? Dave? It's going to be Reese or Owen or Gareth or well, Warby. If it, Owen. Owen. Are you going to call it Warby. him? Warby. <laughs> You're going to call him um, James? 
Jim no. after your dad, Big Jim Shanklin. I'll let you know tomorrow when. Um, You've got a name, haven't you? Uh, I don't know. I'll have a look at him first. See what he looks like. Well, he's going to be ginger and weird. I don't even, he might look like a Ragnar. A what? Ragnar Lufbrook, the Viking. Oh, never heard of it. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be pallid and ginger. That's all right. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be devastated if he wasn't. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Good luck to you. Yeah. Thanks very much. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, Big Dave, just before we get to some of the rugby results of the weekend, there's a couple of talking points I think we have to touch upon. Right. Um, First being the Danny Cipriani arrest in Jersey. Yep. Um, seems to have affected his game. Huh, not. not. Um, so I'll just tell you what I've heard. Yeah, you have your, your ear close to uh, terra firma. Let so me know. Much, jeepers need much, to much about nothing. I'm having, a, I'm having a guess about much about nothing. Try to take a bottle of vodka out. Wasn't allowed. So what happens is, as soon as you... Boy meets girl. Um, as soon as you start saying what I'm about to say, it sounds like you're defending someone who's done something awful, right? I've got to be honest with you. I'm not that bothered what anyone's done. Like, not that I can forgive anything, but I've got no agenda. That's what I'm saying. I've got some contacts slash good mates, good friends on the inside here that know exactly what of happened. Of course you do. You're in the media. Right. And what I've got from people... If they had told me some serious stuff had happened, I would not betray their confidence. I'm not going to say their names, but I would not betray that confidence and tell people, you know, by telling people what had happened and all okay, that right. stuff. Okay, right. We get it. You signed an NDA. Right. But what I got was... Who are you waving to in my club? Dickie Holland. A couple okay. of boxes down. Um, was that... He's gone now. He doesn't like you. Was that this was absolutely nothing... And if it had not been Danny Cipriani, it no one would have been nicked, no one would have been in trouble. And actually, 
the overriding reaction from the guy, the senior management at Gloucester wasn't, oh God, what have we signed? It was actually poor bloke. They actually felt sympathy for him, which not a lot of people feel. And I'm saying what they, that's what they feel was like actually poor bloke. If it had been anyone else, no one would have bothered. Billy 12 trees, nobody would have bothered. But Sips did deliver the best quote of all time. Basically, what careful of the wrists, they're golden. <laughs> when he was getting cuffed, <laughs> golden wrists. He's right, looking at the weekend. But I think it, you know, the, the other way to look at it is that if... That's, that's enough. No, but it's an interesting one because Matt Dawson said on the radio the other day, he said he's got to make some lifestyle choices and all that sort of stuff. He's 31 now, he's not a kid. He's an easy target, that's the problem. Easy target, but it's almost like, do you know what? What? If he didn't go out and get pissed every now and again, like rugby players do quite often, almost all rugby players are absolutely fine, don't get into any trouble. Danny Cipriani seems to end up in situations that are either bad or he's being bad, or that make him look bad. Whatever. But negative situations, not that often actually, but more often than a lot of rugby players, than most, right? So it's almost like, do you know what? It's almost, you feel like his agent or his mate or his, whatever, his mum, whatever, should go to him and say, do you know what? How about you don't go out and get pissed in public for the next three seasons? Just don't do it. It's three years of your life. You're always going to have, you know, you're never going to struggle to meet girls or go to nice events. You still have a nice life. But why don't you not go to the pub and have eight pints? I'm mean, you're not saying you did, but because it just it just I mean that's a pre it's a preseason game, isn't it? So part of a preseason would be a social, part of it would be to break down some barriers to see you know yeah. you can relax and but I, I understand your point about it's a sh- it's a short career and he is clickbait for for everyone. You know, they see him there. Um the media wanna get a story basically to sell of papers. They do. That's the game. But People like to relax differently, mate. That's that's also the the problem is that some people would want to go home, see their families, watch a movie, have a bar of chocolate. Others want to switch their brain off, go out, have a few beers because they like it, because it's part of them, it's part of what they've done. Yeah. Um, but I agree it is probably about finding a little bit of a balance there. But we'll move on. Um, Chris Ashton, um, banned for seven weeks. Do you see that tackle? Yes. Um, what do you retaliation. think? Retaliation. Um, I was very shocked he got seven weeks for that. Same. I mean, it has to be on his past record. Same. That that ban is so heavy. Same. Uh, not it's it. It's retaliation. Not, not as ludicrous as Sergio Parise's red card. No, I've got that written down there as well. Mate. Bro, that is carnage. That red card. I'm not. I'm really loath to say the game's gone soft because you have to protect people. That. Is I'm not saying that that is a ridiculous. I think it's so good that it's highlighted as well, and so many people have commented on it. Crazy to make sure that that never ever happens again. It was incredible. Um, Just also before we get to the results, how good in New Zealand? Blends well, mate. Um, We're only saying mate a lot because Michelle hates it, mate. They are different. Forty points to twelve over Australia in the second figure. It was just. Unless unless one nation undergoes a seismic improvement in the next nine months, or how many months it is, New Zealand, I think, could this could be the easiest World Cup victory of their of anyone's in history because yeah, they yeah. are so the much got, better. You know the pressure of of the World Cup and the whole occasion is so the only thing better. that is going to stop them. But I love the quote in one of the New Zealand papers: "Just give us the Rugby World Cup now." <laughs> yeah, Bowden Barrett. I mean, is he better than Carter? Yep. Mm. Maybe. It. 
But it's funny because we talk about it's our talent best everywhere, five halves. Though. It's talent across everywhere. the whole board. Retallic. Brody Retallic. I mean, he's been great for a few years, but goodness me, what a player! Yeah, oh, what a I player! Know. And but it compare compare Bowden Barrett to not that this is the point to the best we've got, and he is. I mean, he is. We've got some brilliant fly halves. Sexton. Sexton's probably the best or, we've got in the Northern Hemisphere. Oh, in Northern Hemisphere, yeah, I was thinking about England, but Northern Hemisphere, yes, yeah, Sexton's the best. Yeah, but that would just be you. Then. You said we. You know, so I'm thinking you. You're right. You're right. Sexton would be the guy. Yeah, and the number one choice for a Northern Hemisphere team, you'd imagine at 10. Four and tries. This, this, and this is, not, this is not disrespectful to Johnny Sexton because I think he's a wonderful player, force of nature when he's at it. But Bowden Barrett is just on a completely different level. Like, I mean, in terms of the threat he poses across the game, I mean, it must just be terrifying to play against. Terrifying. There's only a few. You can think there's there's a few, but it's not often... You're very lucky if you do get a 10 that can just finish tries like a winger. So you know, quick. If he makes a break, you're not catching him, mm. basically, are you? No, he's quick. I mean, he's just, he's brilliant. He's wonderful. And they mm. they just looked, I mean, of course, they were a league or two ahead of Australia last week. But watching that second half, it was just like, if they're in anything like, in, in anything like that form, the World Cup's not going anywhere. Fab. We'll start off the rugby with Bristol Bath, a sellout. Yeah, twenty six thousand. They say looked it, it looked really good there. It did didn't it? it looked yeah. like a great atmosphere. Obviously, I wasn't there. Um, but Tom Homer, I oh, know, poor bloke. What are you doing, poor bloke? It's just a mistake. It's always if if you're there, always put the ball down with two hands. I always say that, but like that happened on Friday night, and then on Saturday you see Ian Witten running in for Chiefs, putting it down with one hand. I'm like, ah, yeah, just. Dive or put it down with I mean, two hands. The thing is, Breesland could have gone over himself, but you don't yeah. actually know that. Of course, you, you, know, you think you, at that stage, you know, you don't know that momentum is actually going to take you over. His the pass line. wasn't the wrong decision. The pass was accurate. It landed. Mm. Homer just made a mistake on the grounding or non-ground. Yeah, brutal. I, I I watched that and just like I was, we were texting a few of a couple of Gloucester boys were we were all texting each other and there was none of this like what an idiot, what a muppet. It was like poor bloke. What I will say that the Bath team though, um, on paper. That's obviously a cliche, but cliche, but don't play on paper, Tom. It looked strong. It looked good. You've got plenty of stars in that team. Plenty of experience. Plenty of quality against a Bristol line. And I like Austin Healy did the the punditry, and yeah. he had Pat Lamb next to him, and he's really good. He's really brutal, and he's he's honest as well. And he said, "Look on paper, you know, Bar should have won." And it's no disrespect to Bristol, but you look at that team, yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, they were raving about this guy, Luke Morahan. What um, a game. I mean, he's been capped by Australia. Mm. But. What a game. Elusive. Rapid. Work rate. Mm. And Pat Lamb was saying, you know, they don't judge wingers by sort of their tries. They judge them by their work rate on yeah. the ball. And it was just phenomenal. I think he's going to be one of the stars of that se- of, mean, of the season. Having played that game, I mean, a lot of people were saying, "Who is this guy?" He will be marked a lot, you know, more, more tighter, tighter. You'd imagine he will. Season. Yeah, However, he, will. he made some very good defenders look very average on Friday night. It wasn't actually a brilliant game. It was a brilliant result, great occasion. The euphoria on the final whistle was fab for Bristol. It's good because it was tight all the way to the end, and yeah, you know, they they did have a chance of stealing it right towards the end. But was it Tom Dunn? 
Yeah, so it would, one, one of the things... A couple of line-outs towards the end. Well, you they end up with a line-out five metres out mm. to go for the try and get something out of the game. Now, what you do there is it, it's easy to say, just play it safe. But you actually, you desperately have to win that ball. So playing it safe, if the opposition go up and you've played it safe and you've chucked it a bit low just to make sure your second row, your jumper catches it, then it's easy to pick off the opposition. So you actually have to, you know, often you have, you've got to go double tops. You've got to go for proper accuracy and whatever. So people saying that Tom Dunn threw the ball in crooked and even though they cocked up the line out, even though the opposition didn't go up, Bath don't know Bristol are not going to go up until the ball is thrown. They don't know that. No, you don't. However, throwing it crooked, doesn't matter if they go up or not, that is a horrible error. And it's one of those errors that kind of, I hate when people say, oh, it sums up Bath. It doesn't sum up Bath. Those errors have come rather a lot in the last few years at key moments. They have. So Charteris, I think it was last season, big line out, dropped a really important line. You know, so these errors have come. And what you find is, I often think that when Saracens or Chiefs have a line out in that position, they very rarely balls it up to that extent. They might not go perfectly. Or the All Blacks, you know, or Ireland at the moment. They very rarely balls it up because they're just solid in their drills. And that was all over the place. I mean, it was way off. Really easy call for the ref. And but it's, again, it's one of those. It's the last last minute of the game. Fine. So that's the error that's blamed. Actually, no, no. It's the seventy nine minutes that went before that are just as important as that one. So it's not just Tom Dunn. It's the sixteen balls dropped. You know, sixteen unforced handling errors. I mean, that's crazy for a no, team with the talent. Bath. I mean, got. you can't write Bath off. It's the first game of the season. Yeah. Still, yeah. teams trying to find their way. You know, they they had. Um, Jamie Roberts in the centre, you know, new partnerships yeah. around the place. So, but you know, you, I expect a little bit more from Bath. Oh, gotcha. Um, oh, gotcha. Loved watching Gloucester Northampton. Yeah, at the weekend. Well, sippy, um, just sippy. It was the two tens, wasn't it? It was it was Cipriani, Dan Bigger. I'm calling him Sippy now. Very undam Bigger like. I think it was three kickoffs that either went out in the full or didn't reach ten. Amazing, he mixed a mixed a mixed bag from Bigger. Uh, well, I, I thought I, I thought he had a. I'm a big Dan Bigger fan, a uh, big fan of the big man. But I thought he had a re- definitely had a game to forget there. Really, a, a game to almost don't review that Dan. Move on because that was poor, and he's bet much better than that. But Cipriani, I mean, everyone talks about the past to Sharples, and I said this on the telly, so I hope I'm not repeat myself too much too nauseatingly, but. Yes, they had the advantage, so you can get that ball and give it, and it's a shot to nothing. If it's that easy to pull off that pass when you've got a sh- when you've got the advantage, why isn't everyone doing it? It's not that easy. It's wonderful, and also his his, his early pass to Woodward on the outside, late delay pass. Beautiful. I did tweet something. If you can find a, a better pass than Cipriani's, and then someone, yeah, <laughs> someone sent you a better one. Yeah, I'll, it is uh, better as yeah. well. I mean, Finn Russell's is a pretty wonderful one against England yeah. last year. Six and nations. you could argue it's a bigger stage as well. Yeah, you can. But And I probably got a little bit carried away. But his eyes, his yeah. hips, normally to throw a pass like that, you've got to be, you know, at least crabbing sideways a little bit to give yourself a little bit of momentum. It's so hard to throw a ball like that with your hips square, uh, face square. He does it. It's inch perfect. It is it's one of the best pieces of skills I've seen, I think, ever. In years. I mean, it's that good. Um, and, and that, you know, that it wasn't just that, though. It's, you know, Gloucester will attack a lot like Bath did last year now, and you sort of saw that more so. Because yeah. the difference between Cipriani and, and Bigger is the different players to start with, but Cipriani does take it a lot 
lot flatter. Mm. And you look at one of their first moves they did off a line out, and it comes, it's that wraparound play where Cipriani passes it to 12, puts it behind Trinder back to him, and then he's got Woodward on his shoulder. But mm. if he if he runs deep, it's easier for defence. But because he runs so flat, it doesn't give the defence time to see what's going on. So he just manages to put Woodward through. Mm. I think Banaham was also through as well on the short ball. But he's so good at taking it to the line. Mm. And it's so difficult to play against because you can't spot blitz, really. I'll tell you what helps. Having a pack that's moving forward. They've made some really good signings. They've got another two good big South Africans to come in who aren't playing yet, aren't there or not playing yet. Jacko Creel and Mostar, I think, in the second row. Mm. Gloucester look good. And i tell you who they've got. Big, powerful, fit again and in form. Val Rapava Ruskin on the loose head. He makes a big difference because he turns ball over. He carries really well. But he scrummages. He's almost old school. He's got nice technique, but he's really, really aggressive. And he smells blood and goes for props. So the Northampton scrum at times was battered at the weekend. And I, this this may bite me on the backside, and that's absolutely fine. I actually hope it does. But Saints are very pleased with the signing of Ben Franks. I watched quite a lot of championship stuff last year, and Ben Franks was really penalised very, very heavily at the set piece for London Irish last season and I'm not convinced that he is the cornerstone they think he's going to be. Okay. You know, wonderful pedigree, two World Cups, not arguing with that. But I think, you know, so you've got Hendrik Brousseau in the back row, brilliant breakdown operator, but he's never going to be brilliant at the breakdown if they're getting battered like that in the scrum, or battered like that in the set piece. It's just not going to be. So they need to sort that out and quick. Otherwise, there's no point in having Brousseau in there. Pick someone else because he's not going to nick any ball. I mean, the best thing for Northampton now is that they have got a quality 10. Yeah. So I put my teeth back in. A quality 10. Yeah. And he didn't have a great game at the weekend, but he is very He's so good. He's so competitive. Class. Yeah. Um, he's so aggressive yeah. as well. Um, his kicking game is phenomenal. You know, he'll he'll bring Northampton on hugely. Um, Alfie Tuala had no right. RC Tuala. Arthi, RC Tuala. RC. I uh, had no right just to, to brush off that Northampton well I liked it because he, he made a silly error didn't Francis. he before that yeah. and he obviously was aggressive and he just bashed the nine didn't he He'd absolutely bashed Brady. him yeah but Callum Brady and it was really really aggressive carry that and the really offload good. was nice but really aggressive carry but when you're, when you're running hard like that you're twisting you're turning you're using your shoulders so people can't actually mm. grip hold of you Mm. You know the wrigglers are the hard ones to tackle because they just don't yeah. stop wriggling. Um, but yeah, he offloads it really well to Pierce Francis to score. So, um, but you look, Gloucester looked the better team, really good, and um, they got high hopes for themselves. Dan, there's a lot of people talking about them as a top four job, even a top two team. Let's wait and see because if you're going to be, yeah, you know, we're saying yesterday, if you're going to be top two, then sounds good. And they've got the talent, but you've got to go to Chiefs and win, Sarries and win, yeah. Wasp and win. You've got to go to these places and re- regularly win at very hard grounds. You can't just win at home. So, um, geez, I hope they do it. It'd be a great story. Uh, Quinn's sale. Quinn's actually hammered sale. Hammered them. There was some, there was some quite iffy defence, actually. There was some iffy defence, but Mike Brown, not at 15, played Aaron Morris at 15. He was great. Really good. Mm. Um, really good on the counter. Mm. Creates a lovely try. But are we going to see more of that, do you think? Poor, I mean, a lot of it, again, is poor defence. A lot is poor defence, but you've got a genuine line breaker in Aaron yep. Morris at 15. And again, a scary guy to play against. So if you're playing against Quinns, whenever, you know, you're probably the same, you play against Quinns, what you don't 
what you don't do is there's no point. Your kicking game is not redundant, but it's half redundant because Mike Brown, many detractors, is very, very good at fielding high balls. Yep. Very good at being in the right place and very good at catching the ball and beating the first couple of defenders. And defensively. And defensively. So you make a line break, you know, and he is very, very good at nailing the last guy. So actually, Aaron uh, Morris, don't we don't quite know about him yet. So what they definitely do have is more of a running threat. So he's basically a lot quicker than Mike Brown, which is threatening. But it's one of those things that, yes, he's a good runner. What's he like on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke the do you know what I mean pumped up in the yeah, air. yeah yeah so yeah. what happens is you've got like Morahan now will be more tightly marked for Bristol Morris you'd imagine yes we don't want to give him ball but let's put it high so that he hasn't got time on the ball once he lands and catches it and lands let's pressurise him and not give him space because in space he's carnage what a nice way for Ben Tapawai to make his debut lovely two tries lovely I think he'd, I think he'd be a great sign-in for Quinns mm. I rate him at Bath pretty yeah, well it's funny. Um, I think the boys did as well but you speak to other people around the club and it's not like I didn't rate him but it was like why you know, why have you got rid of a ball player when Bath want to play a certain way Yeah, and he brought in Jamie Roberts who's top player that's not the point but he's not a ball player and that's he can, he can catch and pass but he's not a creative 12 he's a specimen right which is great it's just a different role so and then but the pe- there are people at Bath saying well Actually, he wasn't really a playmaker. What did he really create for Bath? And I thought, yeah, I, th- I must say, I thought he was really good. He wasn't a playmaker like, say, Carl Eastman was a playmaker for Bath, but he's certainly a good distributor. Yeah. Um, he was a good kicker. Yeah. Um, pretty good defender. But still, he has, still he has some great feet. Some great feet for I mean, his first try was quite easy. Too easy. Just sort of duck. Poor D. Him, head down. I still think, by the way, that Carl Eastman is one of the worst mistakes Bath made, letting him go. I, I think he's brilliant. I know he's been injured a load, so maybe they didn't make a mistake. And also, Quinn's terms. got a little bit of luck. Danny Kerr passed to um, not forward. Smith. You don't think so? No. He reaches his arm forward and flicks it around he, the back like LeBron. He stops, but... Flicks it around the back. I think it's brilliant. Um, and Marlon Yard's pass was a bit forward before his try anyway, potentially. So it evens itself out. But I think it was a lovely bit of skill, that from Danny Kerr. That was nice, wasn't it? A turnover off Rob Shaw. Mm, really nice. Yeah. Really nice. I thought Marlon Yard looked good, actually. Um, uh, but biggest cheer of the day, Marlon Yard scoring a try. Oh yeah. Oh not. Oh no. But they, no. I thought they were. They look great. And Rob Shaw, you know what you get with Rob Shaw. But it, I, what I like seeing is when guys start moving their game on a bit. And you know it's only round one. But Rob Shaw was yes, he was carrying ball, but he's shifting ball and moving it before he takes contact and not just ploughing in. And he's got decent hands. You know he's got very low error count, so he's actually shifting it a bit. Helps Quinns achieve that tempo they like. That's so hard to play against. That won in the championship a few years ago. I thought they looked good. Marla was great, I thought. Good job. Close game at um, eight ways. Sorry, six ways. Yeah. Five ways. Yeah. Wasn't um, it? Yeah, really close. And to the point where Worcester could have sealed it with a drop kick right at the end by Weir. Do you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't the hardest drop kick ever either. It was a, it was a higher percentage you should be getting them. Yeah. I hate I to feel say like it. he should have got it. If you're a ten, you know you have to. You know that. What do you do, Tommy? If you've got hair like Duncan Weir, it's so thick, isn't it? What you, it's so thick. It's short, but it's really. I think thick. you just got to have it tight, short. Number three or number two, all over. You got to, haven't you? There's nothing else you can do with it. It's a proper tennis ball job, isn't it? Yeah. I worry about him. <laughs> um, but, but I. Ryan Mills looked good at 12 again. Uh, we've talked about he's class, a lot. man. He is class. I yeah. mean, he can often fit in at 10 as well, but yeah. I, I do think he's a better 12. Here's, I'm going to say something to you now. He's going to play for 
New Zealand this year. So no, we're going to say, you know, Lima Sopawanga can't arrive, can't arrive, cannot arrive quickly, can't arrive quickly enough to wasp. So it's round one. I know that, but they've lost Sips, they've lost Kyle Eastman, Jimmy Gopeth out for the Injured. season with an ACL, right? They've that's their three best attacking players. I know Elliot Daly's a great attacker. I'm talking about playmakers, ball in hand, people that release players like Elliot Daly and Wade and those guys. Sopawanga needs to arrive quick because Billy Sell's a good young player, but Wasp's thing is that they tear teams apart and their attack looked blunt. It looked blunt. They didn't look a level above Worcester in attack at all. Wasp's and last season they would have done. Best, I think, often when they're bringing the nine into the uh, into the backs play of attack so m- mostly off left-handed scrums Robson or Simpson who was there again involved in the game because of that platform they have up front I mm-hmm. reckon when the nine comes around it's an extra defender you're already looking to drift on one when you're defending mm-hmm. when the nine comes into play you've essentially effectively got to drift out twice mm-hmm. so that's I think when Wasps look most dangerous mm-hmm. and also when Cipriani's playing yeah, he ain't going to be playing for them much this season, I don't think. He ain't, is he? Um, but still, a, a good win for Wasps away yeah. from home. Yeah. Um, 40 points to six, extra Leicester. I, Dirt has asked me on the telly yesterday, were you surprised with how tamely Leicester just caved in? And no, I, I, I don't think they did. I think they were blown away. I think they were blown away. Yeah, but you wouldn't have predicted that score at the start of the God, game. God, No. I definitely Especially predicted with the Chiefs win. Manu back. It's funny, you look at... It is funny. Right, let's... I let's, laughed. Let's do part of the back line. Let's, ben Youngs, George Ford, Matt Tamua, Manu Tuolangi, Johnny May. Wow. So... Toulouse Vianu. Yeah, Vianu, right? So you've got these amazing players. Wow. But extra the Chiefs with Steenson, Devoto, Slade. Way more effective. Woodburn. Another good game. Cordero's wonderful footwork. They're a wonderful team. So I really like Phil Dolman as well. I think he's great. But it's funny because there are people saying, you know, Exeter's style, we let them down in the final. It's not just all about possession because teams can defend you and shut you down. That's true. It's almost like Barcelona and Spain getting caught up, you know. So actually, no point just having the ball forever. You've got to do something with it. But they do stuff with it. They were great, productive, loads of energy, massive carries, look really fit. Tigers looked out on their feet by the end of that they're game. Just, they look so strong, sort of five metres out. They look strong all over the park. But yeah. Five metres out, they're pick and go. Um, you just unstoppable. You're just, just going to put money on to score. These are, are elite, these are elite international pros that but, can't stop them. But don't mm. make mistakes either. So, you know, when they're picking up mm. from the base of the rut, they're not knocking on. You know, they're making, yeah. they're, they're doing simple things well. They're, they're leg drive. I think yeah. it was Cowan Dickey, you know, sort of got carried over the line. You know, just... Their yeah. want and their desire to to pick and go and to I love and it. score tries. I tell you who looked great was Second Matt, Matt, Matt Kvesic. Great. So yeah, he's I been remember, hungry, isn't he? I remember last year on it was either on here or on the telly. I mentioned something that kind of sounded irrelevant, whatever. But I just said I've just seen Matt Kvesic come off the bench and I've just had a chat with him, pitch side or whatever, how's life type stuff. And I said, God, he looked enormous, like enormous compared with how he looked a couple of years ago. He looked really big. Maybe that's a result of not playing. So you're just in the gym more, aren't you? Because he's not in the team much last season. Like this, this weekend was only his fifth start for Chiefs. Right, he's been there a while. So massive arms, shoulders, massive legs, massive ass, big chest. Like he's a proper unit, big neck and head on him. And I remember saying either one here on the telly, I can't remember. We know he's good at the breakdown, but he's that big. He's got that much power. 
Why isn't he nailing people in the tackle? Why isn't he busting through tackles with the ball? Well, he is now. He is. And in one game, let's not get too carried away, but in one game, in a lot of people's minds, he has entered the conversation again for England's seven spot. So all this talk of England not having an out-and-out seven, they got tons of them now. Underhill. Underhill, Curry boys... You know Jack Willis, who's injured, unfortunately. But you know you got loads. They got loads of. They got loads of them now. So and he looked best of the bunch at the weekend. Uh, you were up in Newcastle, weren't you? Yes. How'd you find it that? Was boiling hot. Boiling hot. Windy. Bit windy and sweltering. Really? Too hot. Too hot, mate. It's horrible up there. Should cancel the game. I know, and I got food poisoning from their lunch. I don't think I did actually. That's not fair. That's not fair on them. I just got sick after. And other people that ate it didn't, so it wasn't the food. Um, yeah, I- interesting game. I mean, I thought Newcastle actually looked really good. How can Will Skelton lose 20 kilos and still look as big as that? Yeah, so... He looked good. I saw um, Mickey Young after the game. Sorry, Michael Young, he likes to be called now, the scrum half. And he was injured. He's still injured, injured for the next couple of weeks. But he, he great, he's a great little fella. And we had a little chat, and I said... I just looked. We interviewed Maro Itoji after the game and I said, the first game's just minging, isn't it? Brutal on the lungs. And he's like, ah, that wasn't too bad, really. And you know what he's like? He probably wouldn't say if it was, but it was like, no, everyone was hanging out there because it's first game of the season. And Mickey Young was like, yeah, it's attack. And then the boys, just their lungs are just hanging out and it's every team's the same. And I was like, I was like, Mickey, how big is Will Skelton? Bearing in mind, because he's not just massive, compared to everyone else. He also has got a proper engine. He's properly explosive and a, and he's dynamic and aggressive. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. He is class. Like, he is an absolute beast. And Mickey Young said, that's what the boys are talking about in there. He's like, that guy is absolutely huge. Huge. To lose 20 kilos as well. Mind you, Toby Flood stopped him at one point. Got him, stopped him. But he carried one, I think it was into Will Whitty, and he just ran through him. I mean, this is running through a premiership lock. And, and you could see Witty stood up and he had a proper stinger. His arm was hanging off. Like, just a mutant. The biggest talking point in that game will be Gonover's dummy. Um, so, Gonover gate. Yeah. Basically what happened is the ball went over into the uh, dead ball area. Yeah. And, or the try. Is it dead, dead ball, ball area? Yeah, dead yeah. ball area. And Gonover turns his back to the ref, pretends to put the ball down on the floor turns around, runs like he's going to take a... He taps it on his toe, doesn't he? A, a 22, mm. but then runs all the way to score a try. Um, and when you look back, he was probably an inch off putting the ball actually on the ground. But to everyone, even the referee, it looked like he'd touched the ball down. It's the first yeah. time we've seen this, I think, in a... You know, I've, still w- I've seen Will Greenwood forget to touch the ball down and throw the ball forward Oh yeah, for a 22 drop-up. But I've never seen... Um, bit of magic like that yeah and it's sleight of hand created loads of controversy but the reality is the ref thought he put it down so blew the whistle so sarry stopped so it's not fair to carry on then no, it's the whistle. Fair. Carry, that's all i it mean is. The, he tricked the ref yeah the dummy was too good yeah it fooled everyone but i was with um flying back last night i was with sarah orchard from the bbc and she made a really good point remember when italy did that thing at the breakdown with england yeah so they went to the referee during the week and said we're going to do this thing don't tell them we trust you not to tell them it is legal. This is why we're doing it. This is how we're going to do it. Just a heads up. She's like, why doesn't Gonover, because he probably didn't thought he was going to do it, Gonover needs to go to the ref and say, I might do this. So if you see me gather a ball back there, watch for it actually hitting the floor. 
But I, I think, to be honest, I think he puts a ball way too close to the ground to call it a dummy because if that was a... You'd give that as a try if it was over the opposing players. Um, yeah, maybe he's got to be more blatant about it's, it. It's got to be more blatant. It was, you know, you're talking millimetres off the ground, you know. You'd but if the ref had had the heads up, he still might have blown the whistle. Because but he it might was not so close. Yeah, but he you know, might had not you, have had you, had you sort of touched your knee or, or touched your shin with the ball, yeah. then fair enough. It's yeah. blatantly obvious. But when you look at that, it doesn't look like there's any gap between the ball yeah. and the grass. So Gonover was well good yesterday, by the way. Well good. He's always well good. He mate. works so hard. He um, was great. Did you watch Lovely any of the um, new Pro 14? No, nope. none of it. Sports. I've seen any of it at all yet. It's a shame, mate. How was it? Um, I thought the Blues were going to beat Leinster. Uh, it was here on Friday night, first game of the season against yep. Leinster. Not their strongest. No one playing teams. No, they never do though. Of course you they know, don't. The, the Irish boys, you know, they're, they're saved a lot for. Um, I know, but the, the league. Cup. It's but not there. not Leinster's fault. That's the setup, but it's, it ruins it. You know, the Blues got good in the first half. Jared Evans, we've spoken about him yeah, a few lovely. times on the podcast. Yeah. He won Player of the Year for the Blues. Um, again, another one who just loves to attack. You know, just a pure attack in number ten. So l- great at making breaks. Mm. There's not many tens in Wales in that league that can make a break like him. Mm. And you know, Ray Lila goes over after a lovely break from him. Um, a guy called Jason Harris, who's um, been on the sevens. He's a new sign-in. He's sort of bit in the same mould as Ali, um, as Cuthbert. Yeah, okay. Big, strong. He scored a lovely couple of tries. He's looked good all pre-season. Looks like he's going to be a really good sign-in for him. Nick Williams, Alice Jenkins. You know, it was a strong team from the Blues. And, you know, they were leading by, I think... Nick Williams, my favourite. My favourite Blues points, player. But you, you knew... Coming back, that Leinster would be strong. You know, it's installed in them. Forget their first team. You know, that squad is, it just knows how to win. Yeah. And they do come back. And it's such a shame. They, they won by one point, but it was a good effort. Um, Ospreys, George North started for the first time um, in a competitive game in the first league game. Scores two tries. It went well. Brilliantly. Yeah. Work off the ball was phenomenal. Great. Look back to his best, and it's a good, it's a good Ospreys team this year. I think they're going to be probably the best Welsh region when you look at it. Careful, um, said it before. Forget emotion, Careful. forget anything. You know, you look at the strength of that team. Yeah, I um, hope so. I think they're it's the strongest team they've had for a while. Hope so. Scarlets end up losing to Ulster. Um, yeah, I mean that's Dwayne Peel, Stephen Jones. That's that battle. Oh yeah, both coaches. Oh yeah, both of course it is. Coaches. Yeah. Um, but Scarlett's got so many injuries, mate. They've got like thirteen, four injuries. They lose Patchell, mm. um, then they lose their reserve ten, which is uh, Dan Jones. They lose John Davis before the kickoff. Brutal, brute, absolutely yeah. brutal. So what is is uh, Steve Jones going up coaching Wales with Pivac? Well, we don't know. Well, Pivac's got the job. Yeah, um, is he get, will he you, bring? You'd think that he would bring. Steve will he bring Jones the count with him? The worst dressed man in Welsh Rugby Union. That bad loves, is he? Loves Ben Sherman shoes with a buckle on him. <laughs> and a gilet. I like a gilet. Stop that. <sighs> I, I I don't agree with gilets, mate. But you're not too hot all the time. No, but why? Like, mate, Bubs, he wears a gilet with a t-shirt. What's the point? It's fat people. And now... They're for fat people. I no, mean he's him. lost loads of weight, mate. Has he? Yeah. yeah. As much as me, though. Crash dieting um, and spinning. Love spin. As he lost um, as much, mate, much weight. Also, as me. also another mate, Rainbow's now bought, but he's bought a silver one. Oh yeah, 
He's got a Porsche. I was thinking about I was thinking about I've got that shiny jacket that I wear on a telly. I'm thinking about getting a gilet a gilet version. I get a sleeveless version. People will hate that. I might get it in like ostrich purple. You get arrested, mate, by the fashion police. But it was a, look, it was a good opening weekend in the Pro 14. Okay, fine. It's great that it's on Premier Sport. How was you got all the rugby on there? Yeah, really good. You liked it. I liked it. Lo- there's loads of different games, so obviously some of the pundits are better than others. Um, Who's the best? Different pundits. Who's the best? Um, Nugget. Yeah. Told me to say that. Um, Warby's very good as well. Um, no, they're all good. All good. So, um, good weekend. And you obviously all good on one channel. So, it's really easy to catch up because yeah. previously it's been on BBC Wales, it's been on BBC Scotland. You know, it's been yeah. all over the shop. So, it's really good. It's a really good platform. It's a good right. app. Uh, I'm glad I spent the money. Well done, Tom. Excellent. Good advert. Got a new thing, haven't we? Yeah, we're going to try something this year, this series. Um, we've got a phone number. And five, five, five. Sixty-nine, twenty-four-seven. <laughs> oh, eight, nine, eight, sixty-nine, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. And what we want from you listeners, sixty-nine, twenty-four-seven. <laughs> what we want from you listeners is we want we want WhatsApp audio. So we want you to record yourself telling mm. the joke, telling a funny story, and if you record it in, it's got to be in a quiet room. We can then put it on the pod if it's good yeah not too blue we don't it can't be too long we're looking at a good joke or a or a gag or a story Can we they can't say gag because then we sound like zany lads bants and that's not really us is it oh i thought you're talking about something else sound like a murderer um yeah so we want a, a story or a joke something that we might like we want you to record it in whatsapp audio it send it to us and if it's good if it's very good We'll play it on the following week's podcast. You'll be famous. Yeah, tell us a joke. Tell us something funny that's happened to you. Tell us how you've, I don't know, been stitched up or let yourself down. Tell us how your GCSE results went. I don't know, anything. If you are, if you are a, for example, criminal, villain, murderer, who hasn't been caught and you want to use this as your platform for sort of freeing yourself of that burden, go there as well. Yeah, perfect. Um, we're going to tweet this number, but the it number... It becomes a true crime pod then, doesn't it? But the number... And they hate you. The they hate world. me, yeah. The number is 07904-409-192. We will tweet that number. You have to send it to us by WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, it's not mine or Flats' personal number, so don't get too carried away. Yeah. For all those females listening. It's Shanks' burner. It's his burner, isn't it? It's 07904-409-192. We want your best stories, your best chat. And you know, you, good luck to you. You might make it onto the pod. Good luck to you. Um, and that's that'll do us, won't it? But we'll put we'll pop the Warby one out at the same time, won't we? Yeah, we're going to pop that one out at the same time. That's nearly two hours of us being back where we belong. Mm. Mm. Good luck, everyone. Take care. God bless. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.